Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What is going on, everybody? It's episode 145 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Please introduce yourself. Hello, crisis actors. It's Mary. You just made a face when I went live. What was that? I mean, I just wanted to grab another sour pack. No. But apparently that's against the rules. This is not a food ASMR stream. I'm sorry. God willing. That is a horrible concept. We're not doing it. If I have one of these, I'll get the microphone 10 feet away from me. (laughs) Literally, you need to leave the room uh, and then come back when the the Sour Patch Kid has been consumed. But then he'll lecture you. Don't you take your job seriously? Exactly. And by the way, that is our co-host for the day. Please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimlow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. How you doing? I'm pretty good. I do want to point out that you shushed me and said, we're going live at 2.59. No, it was I three on like mine. I felt like I had another 30 seconds to talk. Nope, it was mine. It was three o'clock on this, on, on this computer I over here. I think you must be in a different time zone. Oh my I, goodness. I'm this all is chaotic over. already. It's it going to be a contentious day here on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Oof. We're going for it. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about, this is a story that I, uh, uh, I find about as appetizing as rhubarb pie. Uh, it's Emma Thompson has been, compl- they're complaining about Emma Thompson wearing a fat suit in the new Matilda movie. I don't know if anybody, is it Roald Dahl? How do you pronounce that? Roll. Roll, is, is it Roald Dahl? Roald Dahl. Okay, I always said that. I didn't know if that's what it, what it was actually pronounced. I've heard it pronounced a bunch of different ways. So there's an, a movie but being made. in America, made. we pronounce it Roll, so that's what we're going to do. Okay, perfect. So they, they've put her in a fat suit in this movie, and of course, activists who have to go around and literally ruin everything uh, are complaining uh, about said suit. So we're going to get into that. We are going to talk about a bunch of backlash at Marvel, thankfully, uh, uh, all of which is kind of amusing, but none of which has to do with the movies. It's all to do with both the comics and then a fan film that's getting made called Spider-Man Lotus, which I find really interesting because the trailer is really, really good and has like quite a few views for a, for a smaller budget, obviously no profit movie. We got that. We've also got Dave Chappelle kind of... Uh, taking a weird approach to something we talked about yesterday, which was the naming of his auditorium, I'm sorry, of the theater at his old high school, Duke Ellington Performing Arts School. We got that. We got Podluck. So if you ladies are ready, we will just get right into it. Mary, are we ready? We're ready. Hannah Claire. Let's do it. Okay. So this says, Emma Thompson photo sparks debate about fat suits in movies. Uh, the first thing I thought of was uh, Austin Powers. Uh, and yes, we, okay. are, we are probably past that. The first thing I thought of was Insatiable from Netflix's 2018 show with Debbie Ryan. That, the one, is that the she one you She wore a fat suit in that one. And people, I remembered that people were, I don't know, they were mad about it but then also like saying it was an artistic decision so that's where most of my problem with this comes in is uh, the there's a lot of language from the author of this op-ed which was from uh metro uh and it's basically the idea here is like they're they're trying to uh shame you out of doing art in whatever form you want to do it which is a problem so you know what my biggest problem with all this is what it's a remake of a movie that was already good enough, and now we're making it a musical. It's an immediate no from me. Oddly enough, I don't remember. I, I mean, I remember. I, I I remember the cover. 
into the movie very, very well. The and the, and the little girl was also the one, I believe she was in Miracle on 34th Street as I well. I can't speak to that, but I know that that actress is related to Ben Shapiro. They're like cousins or something. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy no, crap. Wait, Dang. like first cousins? Re- yes. <laughs> she oh. like, okay. out and I, like okay. I don't even like him. Before LA we get started, world. before we get started, I'm going to look this up. Yeah, what's her name? I'll vampire and say vampire. Will I look for this? I need to. I, really I need to know like if this the is original true. Matilda. I mean, it's based off a Roald Dahl book. Are we talking like the 1979 one or the one from the 2000s? 2000s, probably, because I don't. Nothing existed to me in the 1979. I was not alive. Um, Brett maybe was. I'm no, not sure. I wasn't allowed to watch Matilda. Why not? I wanted to because she's like magic. Yeah, she like does witchcraft. I'm not right? even sure she's a witch though. What's like, the point it's not of it? clear to me that she's like not like a telekinetic. Is Mara Wilson. Yeah, Mara Wilson. Says uh, Mara huh. Mara Wilson. Uh, Google Mara Wilson Ben Shapiro. <laughs> I, I'm t- ten out of ten, definitely related. Ten out, ten out of ten, definitely related. Do they look related. alike? They they kind of do. There's a little bit in the face there. I can see it. Very that uh, this is very. We're getting off topic right off the bat, but this is very interesting. I'm telling to me. you, somebody in the chat, back me up here. I know. Does anybody that here I know this. if but this no, is no, actually true? They're I mean, related, and she like came but. out and was like, "I don't believe in the things he believes." Oh, so right, she actually totally thought that you did. She had to make a comment, of course. Also, like, interesting. Uh, no offense to Mara Wilson. Like, hope she's happy, but I don't think she's up to anything right now. Right? Uh, I think I remember denouncing her cousin is like her, her like most recent claim to fame. Uh-huh. I think she was a pretty talent or pretty <clears throat> successful uh, child actor. Anyways, um, so we'll get into it. now that we've just su- successfully sidetracked ourselves the, perfectly right away. It's great. The Trunchbull, the 1996 movie is the one I'm thinking of, and I think of the character yeah. Trunchbull, who I assume is this, the, this character. Yep, having wear a fat suit. Um, what is the objection that it is wrong? They should have cast well, a fat person. Yes. The objection is that the fat suit inherently mocks fat people. Which the most of the people who point out to the contrary here say her her size is never mentioned as anything other than the fact that she's built like a bull. It's never done as a joke or portrayed no, in it, a comical but way. But even they if actually, it is, I don't think that that's a problem. I think that's a joke that they're well within yeah. their artistic even, rights to make. Yeah, I would say it's not... The, her weight or her like bulkiness really is what I remember it being referred to in the book and it's not that she is being mocked but that it actually adds to like how terrifying she is right? that's yes that's a huge and in part some of ways it. that like it would be like saying um, Maleficent is that the one Angelina Jolie plays yeah. yes like her height or something yeah. like you could cast her as a short actress but the height adds to this sort of villainous persona. So this is from uh, a journalist named Emmy Harrison West, who wrote an op-ed for the Metro. It says, do we really need another a skinny actress in a fat suit? Harrison West wrote that such suits have been so normalized over the years that some people haven't even noticed, and that's what is so frustrating. The writer went on to state that this isn't Thompson's first foray into dr- donning prosthet- prosthetics to alter her appearance, having sported fake bingo wings and jowls for the legends of Barney Thompson. Uh, I've never seen that. And added that her uh, and added to her fame for Love Actually. She went on to write that seeing slim actresses in fat suits is fat. It's fat phobic and proves yet again that plus size women have to work harder to get recognized for jobs that should be by right theirs. No, you have no right to tell them who they can and cannot cast for a role. Also, Not are you saying slightest. that it would be better if this person put on a hundred pounds for this role? Yeah, I mean, again, they earned it. <laughs> this also reminds me of when we were talking about. Thank you, Bradley Ooh. Cooper. Whoa, getting you. accused of of anti-Semitism for having a prosthetic nose, and he dramatically changed his appearance for playing Leonard Bernstein. Mm. Um, we talked about that. Not, yeah, just recently. not too long ago, and it's like 
in that case, do you want them to cast someone they think is very, like, quote, stereotypically Jewish looking? Or do you just want them to find the best actor for that's, the job? That's what I said. The first thing that came to my mind is said, okay, so if we take what they're saying is gospel and that we have to cast somebody of that size, who, did, who, who is an actress that they would cast for this role that has the star power that Emma Thompson has, has the acting ability that Emma Thompson has. Emma Thompson is a fantastic actress mm -hmm. and has the ability to pull this role off and add name recognition. This is the same thing when we talked about the trans character that they bullied Scarlett Johansson out of playing. Who would have done that role? See, I think this is good, more closely akin to uh, what's the Poison Ivy character? They were like, we're going to have uh, the first Asian Poison oh, Ivy yeah, who's classically a redhead. Yeah, but there are, redheads is a genetic thing. Like, yep. there are redheaded actresses in yeah. Hollywood or wherever. So to say, like, it's very selectively enforced right, if how it's important for the actor to look like the person they're playing. Yeah, I would which say Which is not their like, job. Their job is to act like the person, yeah. not look like the person. I would although say that's a that bonus. like, if you're going to enforce it this way, like that you're going to have this weight, like only fat people can play fat people, then mm -hmm. only redheads can play redheads and mm -hmm. only Asians can play Asians and only like, which, you know, I know they selectively enforce, like I remember with um, In the Heights, I think mm -hmm. when they did that one, there was a huge like, debate over whether people who are not Puerto Rican could play the Puerto Rican cast yeah. members or things yep. like that. And again, you are totally right. Like, don't you just want someone who is good at the role at the end of the day? I understand honoring the description of a character to a certain extent, but, but again, this, this is only enforced yeah. when it's negative. It's stuff that like they believe there is a bias against. Well, like this is like really just betraying that the fact that they believe it's a bad thing to be plus size, to yeah. be fat, overweight. like, <coughs> And I would agree, but they also aren't willing to openly admit that. So I want to say, like, if you look at the list, they, they have a list here of, like, actresses who have donned prosthetics to change their, uh, to, cha to make themselves look bigger on camera. And they're all actresses that you would instantly recognize their name for. So you then understand why they got that role to begin with. Because Amy Adams is Amy Adams. Because Courtney Cox is Courtney Cox. Renee Zellweger, Gwyneth Paltrow, Julia Roberts, Mila Kunis, Sarah Paulson. All of those have a lot of name recognition. And when they're casting, like, I literally, one of the, the segments that I shelved for today was I was going to, they're, they're making a, a sequel they're making a prequel novel to the movie heat which is my favorite movie of all time and they they like uh al pacino said that he wanted timothy chalamet to play him i went through and like casted the whole movie if i was to make that movie today and you have to take in a lot more factors than just whether the person looks like the character you have to take into effect you have to look at what their work in the past has done do you think that they're capable of portraying a character because like melissa mccarthy is a well-known over uh, uh, a larger size that thank you thank is you. a well-known larger sized actress but would she be able to do this role? I doubt it. Like, the, it just doesn't make sense, right? So it says, she, can, uh, she concluded, continuing to ignore the countless talented actresses in the plus-size community in favor of slimmer people is so degrading. <laughs> there it is. Oh, it was like, right party. away. Oh the very first God. one. Right away. Right away. We're going to try to work through oh it. My God. Hannah Claire is very Let excited. Let me just read this. I'm Dragon so Stalin 1001 said, just because Mary was on Timcast IRL... Thank you. I, I, I really fun. appreciate that. I, I was too busy working rhubarb into a sentence to say fresh off her, uh, uh, <laughs> fresh off her appearance on Timcast IRL. You're ruining yeah. our game. I don't I know what game you you're talking about. about. There's money it? everywhere. I have no idea what you're talking Guys, about. Guys, bully Brett in the comments <laughs> for not honoring our agreements. But yes, congratulations. Mary on your debut on Timcast. Yeah. Um, I 
I mean, I don't think there's a ton to say about this topic other than, like, I just don't agree, and I think that they are holding themselves to a strange standard. I cannot reiterate more than my redhead example. Redheads are a minority community genetically and on Earth. Wait, you're a redhead? I'm not, but, like, oh, okay. my, my uh, redhead example is my stronghold here. Like, they are a genetic minority on Earth, and yet mm-hmm. it's okay to recast them with people who are not natural redheads. Yes. I don't think that uh, we should hold the same standard for being overweight but at the same time like you can't it's have because they believe the that being overweight is inherently humiliating yeah they, they, they're going to Irrelevant they're just to betraying me. their own feelings about it yeah exactly so it says uh there, somebody pushes back here they says uh the original op-ed it says reacting to the op-ed guy branham tweeted i love emma thompson so much but it was so strange to walk her do talk watch her do talk show appearances about body acceptance for good luck you uh good luck to you leo grand that's like a, she has like a a sex scene in there and they're like talking about how like at her age doing a sex scene it's like uh there's body positivity type stuff in there about accepting what you look like at a certain age. I get that. Uh, and then and then she makes jokes about how gross her fat suit character in Matilda is. Well, the character's not a good guy in the movie, right? No. No. She's kind of the villain. Uh, She's kind of the which worst. Which is, this is how they're reframing it as like a power exactly. play. Exactly. If you're skinny, you're like more powerful mm-hmm. than a fat person look, but in the their thing eyes. Is, you can make a skinny person look heavier by adding prosthetics you cannot make a fat actress look smaller by adding prosthetics like there is a reason that like when and i'm not saying all hollywood body standards are healthy but i think of like fashion models right and it's not again not the best example because it's an unhealthy industry but like when you are asked to weigh a certain amount or be a certain size it's because you're the hanger for the clothes like in this role the actress and actor right they're like the hanger for this character they are meant to portray Mm -hmm. something it's not a reflection on them necessarily it's just a reflection on their job or what the skills they're bringing to the table it's just uh, it says, however, another pointed out that while they didn't necessarily disagree with the writer, that Miss Trunchbull, who was former, who was uh, played by Pam Ferris in the original in the original movie, was the best choice to illustrate the message given her description. I agree with a lot of the sentiment in this art in this article. However, Trunchbull is the worst example to prove that point. She's not thick plus size. She's Olympic class shot put javelin hammer throw plus size. She's a tank, meaning that they wanted to sculpt the suit to make her look a specific way that's uh, relevant way that's to the not art. Real realistic yes exactly well or arguably are you asking for like a bodybuilding female like should we have looked in a it shouldn't even be about fat it should just be about women who are like insanely muscular for their physique says anyone that plays trunchbull has to be has to be a tank or in a bodysuit that gives the actor very specific but a very specific body shape trunchbull has always been portrayed as have uh, as a at the very specific body shape that trunchbull has always been portrayed as having trunchbull size is never the butt of a joke nor is she sex a sexualized character she does however have to be big scary uh scary muscle big right so it has nothing to do they're focusing on the fact that they don't want her to be degraded or uh in some way insulted right but they find that hiring a skinny actress to play this role i didn't take it as being insulted sorry i don't mean to cut you off um i took it as being like they felt like it's skinny privilege like a skinny person is getting a role that should have gone to a fat that's person, what this main article is saying which like i don't think is the case that's not how this works also like 
again, if we believe that Trunchbull is this Olympic class, uh, like she's like a hammer thrower, right? They say, they say, say, this is getting ridiculous. This is the uh, Irish TV producer Maya Dunphy also pointed out that Miss Trunchbull's phys- uh, physique and physical strength described the villainous character as almost superhuman. Mm-hmm. Sigh, this is getting ridiculous, she wrote. As for the sake of balance, Trunchbull is never, as I remember, described as fat. She is like a bull. She's super strong and almost superhuman. She could tear the phone book in half. She's a fantasy character built like a phone box but that's the thing like if you were to be like oh we need a fat actress to play this which like first off i feel guilty describing someone i know right but also like i don't think just being overweight qualifies you to theoretically portray rip someone who can rip a phone book in half right like we are talking someone Mm -hmm. who is like who like a female wwe wrestler is like the only thing i can think of who's someone who'd be like super muscular and also like not just like oh i'm toned and i even that most of them aren't they're they're mostly like swimmers builds i mean because it's sort of an unrealistic body standard for Mm. women and that's why often she gets portrayed thank you you know in the 1994 she has like a waist but she has like large breasts and large hips like there's a feminine quality to the way that her what we would describe as like a muscular body is presented. And in the end, I think this just comes down to that the producers wanted an actor that was capable of doing this. And they found that uh, Emma Thompson has both the acumen and the name recognition to be able to bring a certain amount of gravitas to this role. Uh, And they see it as basically there's the people who are what you'd consider an activist in this, what they literally call uh, fat activism, see this as the, the size is the end all be all the size to a producer, to an editor, to a director, to the, actor is just an aspect of a much larger project it's just a hurdle that needs to be overcome in the telling of the story and it shows a difference in their worldviews. well i don't know i don't want to be a hypocrite about this because i remember when we were first talking about thor love and thunder mm-hmm. um we were mentioning the cgi used on natalie portman's arms mm-hmm. to make her look more muscular than she actually is yep. and we were saying that we find it rather disturbing and that it would or at least it should be acceptable for her to play the role looking how she actually looks. Or you can pick someone who is muscular in real life and not like a very like dainty, petite looking actress like Natalie Portman. So does that make us like hypocritical for pointing that out? Or would it be better like following that line if the CGI on Natalie Portman's arms are okay is it the fact that it's a literal physical prosthetic bodysuit? Could we CGI Emma Thompson though, so she looks okay. like the body? Like yeah. probably, that, yeah. But would that be more work than I know? But if if we're just following the lines of like prosthetics are bad, but CGI is okay, like can a skinny? Uh, well, I act, guess like CGI you know I mean? is only like, okay if it makes if it makes a woman fit? look more fit or more. And but that's but, just betraying what people actually feel about. I know it. it's like this weird thing where you. Like, their standards don't make any sense. And so it's honestly yeah. not worth... I don't think it's worth analyzing, like, are you a hypocrite for that? Like, we're saying that their demands for this character don't even follow the canon or the function of this character, right? This character needs to be big to portray some of the aspects of what they're doing. Natalie Portman's character mm-hmm. needed to be ripped. The question is, you know, because she's like Miss Thor. I don't even know. I don't watch the movie. But, like... <laughs> She needed to look muscular, and our question was: Does she does she have to look like a small man muscular, or can she look like a very fit woman to portray the character successfully? Uh, and uh, that's where CGIing her arms for me like yeah. hit the hit the crossroads. I guess in our eyes, it was just um, difficult to believe because it's Natalie Portman, mm-hmm. and 
she is just naturally petite and like has a dainty frame and it mm-hmm. was strange that they picked an actress like that for a role like that yeah when you could have easily found uh an actress who just naturally looks like that yeah and with this- i just didn't want to I don't know. I didn't want to seem hypocritical in saying, like, you can change this, but not that. Mm-hmm. Again, like, I, I think you're right, and it's good to be self-reflective, but, like, I don't really think this is a question of being hypocritical because, like, this body type of this fictional character is not realistic, and the demands that they're making that a fat actress should be the one to play this because mm-hmm. it's bad to put her in a prosthetic actually doesn't help the situation at all because a fat actress... I assume probably wouldn't realistically be able to tear like look like they could tear a phone book in half. I want to talk about one more point in this article from this author and it says as a bigger woman I find this characterization of my body type utterly dehumanizing and degrading. It's not ethical authentic or representative of any lived experience whatsoever which is like the most hyperbolic statement about. This fictional character is not realistic. Of anyone's lived experience. It's like they're just making word salad. If you really want to go down the rabbit hole with these people they don't even think that you should portray a character in any negative light whatsoever if it looks like them. Yes, exactly. That's what I said. That I was, they, they talk about characterization. Like, so, so does that mean you can literally only show them in a positive, glowing light, uh, lest you be in trouble from uh, ge- like general activists on the internet? And this is what Hollywood... Oh, no, but then you're patronizing. It's just like... It's not built for you to be able to win. This is what Hollywood gets for uh, embracing identity politics. It says it's not ethical, authentic, or representative of any lived experience whatsoever. I highly doubt that any actor that bears the brunt of a fat suit as if it were a chore or a cross to bear uh, what society has deemed to be overweight knows the pain of not finding clothes that fit. Or the person next to you on the plane sighing when you sit down in the middle seat, gym instructors telling you to work harder, strangers telling you to keep going when you run past them on the street, doctors telling you you're obese even though you're the average size for a woman, or a girl uh, or girls at school avoiding you simply because you're just too fat. There's so much in that statement. There's so statement. much in that. Like, if a doctor's telling you you're obese, you're probably not the average size for a woman. Like, yes. Or just because the woman woman's size today is average is higher doesn't mean it's actually healthy for the human the body average yeah i also want to say size of an american woman is like a unhealthy. trainer would not be mean to miss trunchbull because miss trunchbull could throw them out the window like this person is supposed exactly. to be yeah if your personality is so mousy and you're such a pushover that this is the mm. kind of thing that you're you not talk getting about, this character. you're not even capable of characterizing this woman mm. this is like not like Miss Trashman would eat you. You don't understand. And not because she's fat, but because she's just so ferocious. And part of that is that she's physically strong. Like, she is big, but not because she is overweight. It's because she's muscular. <laughs> this is crazy. Want to do super chats? There's super sure. chats there. Let's get to it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Bad Penny said... And it's a musical. I'm sorry. <laughs> just like... Hey, I made a strong case. Does that case. make it worse? I made a strong case for a reason why the Joker 2 sequel uh, will, would, could work as a musical. I know. And you're very eloquent, but I just got to boomerang back to the point that I I don't know that these things are necessary. Why do we keep making remakes? Over to you, Mary. <laughs> Caper 2X said, free speech for Hannah Claire. Unleash our Kraken. Oh, cool. Thanks. He also said, congrats, Mary, on your primetime IRL debut. Well, Yay. thank you. Uh, Bad Penny said there was a Buzz Lightyear of Star Command cartoon back in 2000. Yeah, I was reading about that today. I went to see the Lightyear movie for that cartoon, and it was not bad, and the kiss was a 
blink and you miss it thing. Yeah, this is like they they always like they want to, they want to give themselves credit for something that literally takes less than two seconds on screen, uh, and then if they just didn't, and then they get the backlash from people who are annoyed by the virtue signaling. All when they had to do is just put it in the movie, leave it there, and most people wouldn't even re- re- wouldn't even notice that it happened. See, I think it's like more amusing that there are countries that are like no hardline stance. Disney cannot buy us. Like yeah. we will not permit these things. They're against our country values. Whether or not that's a right stance for them to take. It's a different issue, but that's really what I see. From I the... applaud them. Yep. Because screw Disney. Yep, there you go. All right. So speaking of screw Disney, we're going to move on to something to do with Marvel Comics, which is owned by Disney. So it says Marvel facing backlash for Miles Morales Thor comic featuring racist stereotypes. And by this, what they mean is like uh, uh, this is kind of the same thing where it's like the whoever's like judging it doesn't like the uh, the what they're seeing, so that therefore it's bad. Therefore it's a stereotype. So it says, uh, a new Marvel comic which reimagines what would have happened. I go, if you guys don't know what What If is, What If is a comic series from Marvel which basically takes like alternate universe theories of like, imagine if uh, Spider-Man, who's played by, a char- the character's name is Miles Morales, what if he'd become Thor rather than Spider-Man, which His has a... Com- is Ma- I thought it was Peter Parker. There's, a, there's <laughs> another version of, of Spider-Man called Miles, Miles Morales. Who even knew? Uh, a this lot of... actually blowing your mind right no, now. No, th- he's, actually, he's actually a rare example <laughs> where, like, uh, when they did all new, all, uh, all, new, all, Mar- all new Marvel, basically he got the... He's, like, the one character that actually came out and became generally loved by the public, whereas most of the new Marvel characters all ended up being really, really disliked. Uh, or the Jane Foster's Thor is an example of something that came out uh, with all new Marvel that nobody really liked seeing Jane Foster's Thor because that's not really the purpose of her character. You so this is actually a, I have to say it. this is a rare example of of when this character is actually liked by the general public, which is why some of when this there are racist stereotypes. Uh, th- no, before that, before, before that. they ruined it. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis created uh, Miles Morales in 2011. This is recent, so it says. Uh, a new Marvel comic which reimagines what would have happened if Miles Morales became Thor instead of Spider-Man has received a huge backlash online for its stereotypical depiction of a black neighborhood. Uh, from what I can understand, what they mean by this is literally that um, there's graffiti, I guess, and it's in Brooklyn, which means that's stereotypical. Thank you. It's just weird that like you what? see graffiti and you see a city and you're like, it's a black neighborhood. Wait, 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 wait. Like, is it fancy graffiti <laughs> that they paid a hipster artist with an Instagram tag to put up? Because that's like a whole different thing. A whole different thing. So it says... Uh, mm-hmm. I think the, that's on them for thinking that graffiti a different is only with, with, with the hoodlum. Exactly. The The comic written by Yehudi Mercado and art, art by La Luigi Zagaria is part of the Marvel's upcoming 60th anniversary celebration of Spider-Man. Morales is an alternative Spider-Man from the Ultimate Universe that has been brought into the regular Marvel continuity. He might be best known to many as the central character of 2018's Enter the Spider-Verse movie. A very, very good... Uh, one of the rare examples of a good Marvel animated film. Uh, in oh. this... This Spider-Man is black? He's Afro, uh, Afro-Latino. Oh. It's supposed so, to be like part Puerto Rican, you yes, said? Yes, yeah. Yep. So uh, so it says, uh, in this new What If series, Marvel's exploring what would happen if uh, Morales didn't have the powers of Spider-Man, but uh, also they gave him the powers of Wolverine, Captain America, and Hulk, and then in the latest issue, it's what would have happened if he'd become Thor, God of Thunder. So then you go down here and you see the, there's the picture, guys. You can see the, so it's Thor when by the- When I saw this tweet, I was like, wait, but what's the problem? The, the first picture's dope like i yeah actually, uh, like the, the cover of good. it is fine uh, is that like what, getting this. what bridge is that the, is that the brooklyn bridge. brooklyn bridge okay so it's him on the, the brooklyn bridge, bridge. and uh, now it, it's once you get into some of the dialogue 
that it is really cringy and bad. Like, there's a lot of really awful lines. Like but what? It, uh, Say them out loud for me. I, mm, I want to know what they uh, are. Uh, okay, I, one I, of them is he's holding, what is it, Mjolnir? Yeah. Yep. And he's like, he just says hammer time. <laughs> That's can, a tasteful like one we can say. I feel like that's copyright infringement. Yeah, uh, maybe. Uh, it's great. So it says, uh, "Of all the five realms of uh, of all the five realms, Asgard is his hood." For Miles, you can see he's just that good. It's like it's not not good. It's not necessarily it's good story. I don't know why they wrote it in like a childish Doctor Seuss type cadence. Good Marvel comics be rap. have been few and far in between for a long time, so that's nothing new. Uh, the Rainbow Bridge takes him to his quest. Uh, that's how he summons the, his hammer, though? The Bifrost <laughs> line goes north, south, east, and west. The writing is really bad. Like, I would say... That's not rap. That, that's that, just they should be more ashamed of the writing than they should of, yeah. of the art here. So it says... but. <laughs> But he is low-key when he wants to be <laughs> name on the marquees like his uncle Loki. It's just, it's really Excuse bad, me, guys. What? I can't even say that without laughing. Uh, so the no basically Chief uh, O'Brien here is not happy with what he's seeing. Uh, and they've got the art here. So these other people, they, so I thought the cover was actually pretty good. Uh, and generally, they're just pushing back and saying uh, his line, Asgard is the hood, and the line, by Odin's fade, which I don't actually know what that's supposed to mean. I don't know if, well, like, fade is literally beard? in reference to his haircut. Yeah, don't they normally say Odin's beard? Uh, yeah. Uh, so this would be a reference to, like... Yeah, so... But so to be fair, like... Be, are fades exclusive to the African-American community? That's what I'm saying. It's projection. I've definitely it's, heard a lot of men tell me, oh, yeah, I have a, this kind of fade. Gra graffiti, Thor, ha uh, like, the, so is Hammer having the graffiti on it. I thought aesthetically looked pretty good. It says, why is Miles Morales' publication history filled with so much insensitive garbage? I'm baffled. Uh, his comic is so well-loved, though, by people. That's, or his character is so well-loved by people. Does That's it, funny. Do the other versions of this, where he's like Spider-Man or whatever, mm. get this kind of uh, backlash? No, no, no. And, and far more... Uh, well, did his character in Spider-Man also speak this way? I, uh, in the comics, he always came off more intelligent. To, like, it didn't come off this way to me. But I've only read... Like, like you said, I'm not a Marvel dude. I haven't been uh -huh. Marvel for a lot of years. But in general, the, the I didn't see what the uh, what the big issue here was other than the writing. They kept pointing out to the, to the fact that the neighborhood looked a certain way, right? Or the graffiti. I thought the writing was far more egregious. Yeah, the art looks, I think, perfect. Mm -hmm. um, made him look cool. But then the dialogue just kind of makes him seem like an idiot. And then also the, um, the uh, where is it here? I had, the, I thought it was funny because I was looking up. I'm like, don't a lot of, like, isn't graffiti like a huge, like, part of Brooklyn, of, like, New York culture in general? You can go right. on, like, graffiti tours in, mm -hmm. in New York City uh, and actually go and, like, look for the best graffiti there. So I thought that that was uh, interesting that they see it as a bad thing when people from New York would see it as a positive. So his character is from New York. It's yes. From yeah, Brooklyn, from Brooklyn specifically. Mm -hmm. And this is part of his backstory already. Yes. That I see is, like, totally excusable and makes total sense it just seemed like the uh, the author was trying to find a way to wrap the two characters together in a in a way that made sense like the character yeah. of thor and the character but that's of miles the Morales. whole point it seems like the whole point of the what if thing is that it's it doesn't make sense they're just doing it for like amusement's sake yeah it's not it's not canonical it's it's just it's often it's always world. Yeah. based in new york like every his character, yeah, his character, as far as as far as I know, like uh, from the Bendis run, it was. So I, I just thought this was kind of ridiculous. And the the other thing that's funny is like the author, uh, Yehudi Mikado. Like from what I saw, he is uh, everything that they love. Like you know, like all his posts are like 
F Donald Trump still. And Joe Biden's also, so great. Not to like stereotype here. Also Afro-Latino? Uh, he's, uh, it says he was uh, uh, Mexican and Jewish. Because uh, he listed it literally in his Twitter okay, bio. Interesting, interesting. Um, but, but if like, you're not exactly the same identity say. as the character that you're yeah, writing that's, about, and that's his you're risk. a bad person. And the pushback here, they said, why are there no uh, black people uh, working at Marvel? And I said, There like, almost the, certainly the, are. Uh, not a one. They checked. <laughs> they called HR to tell they me They called and checked and they were like, nope. We don't employ black people at Marvel. Yep. We, we have policy against it. <laughs> so it, it just makes no sense. And then beyond that, we also have the story of uh, there's a fan film being made called Spider-Man Lotus, uh, which is uh, in hot water right now, as they say, for the star of the movie. Uh, basically, ha- his name's Warden Wayne. Which, is that an actual name? Warden doesn't it's, sound like a real it's name. It's his real but name. That's, that's, you that's can make re- anything a real his, name. His name. Ask any of the Kardashians. His, his name is Warden Wayne, and uh, he, he got caught saying very naughty things on Instagram. Like which we will not back. be repeating. We will not be repeating, but it says Spider-Man Lotus, which, by the way, guys... Immediately, I'm like, what are they? Um, guys, <laughs> what did he say? When this is done, go and watch the trailer for Spider-Man Lotus for the fact that it's a fan film, meaning that they can't make any profit off this, and you can't crowdfund fan films. Really? Yeah, you cannot. Well, how did they fund this? Uh, the, the director would have had to fund it himself, like whether he has uh, investors to do it, but he can't make a profit off this movie. Why can't you crowdfund it? Uh, the, Is that I just, illegal? It's illegal, or at least the, the studio will will copyright and please. Who, okay. how, do you, how do they, like a lot of people who make uh, crowdfunded things never deliver. What if you just make the crowdfunding campaign, you know, yeah. on the backs of an existing IP and then don't deliver, then you're basically just taking money but marvel Wait. is still the entity making the profit off of it if, the, if yeah There's i don't no know what his though, i right? don't know if his uh if distribution was the point of it or if he's just going to release it for free on youtube but he wouldn't be allowed to make profit off this movie if he wanted to okay. but the trailer for this film is very very good uh and he the actor actually looks like a weird uh like in the trailer i don't know if they did it with makeup he looks like a weird composite of andrew garfield and tom holland <laughs> Like I, hmm. I don't know. I don't know if that was by design uh, to Templates. split the difference. Yeah, they yeah, use kind templates of. Templates these days. So, so basically, it says the makers of Homecoming, Far From Home, and No Way Home said it looks fantastic. So they gave him credit for like, look, yeah. your your fan film looks great, uh, and expectations were high for its release later this year. Unfortunately, despite its nice appearance, Lotus is now blowing up social media for less pleasant re- reasons, following allegations that Spider-Man Peter Parker actor Warden Wayne made racist remarks on social media, and I will not show you can see them if you uh look in the box there i'm not going to quote anything there he said some very derogatory thing they were like uh he, he sounds like a teenager to be honest well like, hey, he literally he said years statement. ago when i was in high school but i he used also to said, say terrible things but he also said he didn't have a phone until he was like he didn't get his first smartphone until he was 18 yeah okay just he had cl- to sneak around on other people's devices yes. yeah just for clarifying like so he does end up releasing this statement and yep. then he's like, I was homeschooled and I was in a conservative environment in yep. small town Arkansas. He blames his family. For he blames his family and his old friend group, but mm-hmm. uh, not really himself. He takes no personal I was an immature kid with too much time and no sense of integrity. I was stupid. There was even a time I made an account solely dedicated to hating on Eunice. Who is now one of my best friends? I don't know who that to is. To be to be fair, he's a kid. You're young. You're a kid. He, he's responding the only way he probably the thing knows is, like, how. I just want to point out that like some of this is like i some of it is I, I agree with like he's like look i have changed over the past four years i grew up i met different people mm-hmm. i like came to church with some things and i think that's real i think people can't go through that but like what he's actually also saying is like i came from a religious 
rural part of the country which is bad and backwards and, backwards. and i'm willing to throw them out of the window rather than just say like i didn't know better at the time yep. and i have adjusted since you know yep. what i mean like he is blaming a part of the country that number one goes to a lot of marvel movies so it seems and like a bad yeah. part of the country to isolate everybody he knew and the culture he grew up in is to blame i think at some point uh, an apology can be so long-winded that it's just turning into a defense well it's yeah, not exactly. really an apology i mean some of this is an apology it, i and mean some it, of it it's is supposed not. to have all of the appearances of one mm-hmm. But he used this to blame his friend group, his parents, people that he was vaguely associated yeah. with for some reason, such as the Duggars, also, which is like, like insane. It's funny that he's. Do like, you want to explain I that part? Because I didn't. The Duggars I, are the nineteen kids and counting TLC family made a big spectacle of um, how they're in the what is it called the uh, quiverful like quiverful Baptist. fundamentalists. Yeah, they're cult. like they're like a Baptist. Sacked, I but guess? like he's just throwing their name out there so that Trying he to be can like, look how bad they all are. of these people together as like backwards and bad yeah backwards people there yeah. was this uh she's probably not wouldn't like me very much but like there's a therapist on youtube who runs a channel and she occasionally will like review youtuber <laughs> apologies or like just like celebrity apologies so when they like come out with a statement and they're like oh my gosh, scandal has occurred, very sorry. And she'll like go through, like this is what makes a good apology. This is, she's definitely more like progressive than I think I am. But I always, I think about it regularly. I've watched a couple of her videos because like you want to go through and be like, okay, so you are taking responsibility, but actually you're not taking responsibility. You're saying that it was these other people's fault. And like- Because no genuine apology is coerced. Sorry, I have a sour patch I wouldn't say mouth. this is no. coerced, but I would say that this is like- Sweet like a rhubarb pie. I Perfect. would say that this is like a- I know exactly who I can blame for this yep. because I am white and yeah. from Arkansas the South or Middle America. Yeah. And like, I am tired of that scapegoat. Speaking of racist stereotypes, like, I just don't think that that's true. Partially because like, there are tons of people in these, in these areas of the country who are raised, who are homeschooled, who don't get cell phones before they're 18, who don't talk this way. You know what I mean? Like, it's not actually an excuse. Like you're I'm, just stereotyping and you're using that to defend. You're like, I should have gone to public school and had a phone since I was like 10 so that I would learn better. Mm-hmm. Like, the, and have unrestricted and, and, use and of social media. And grow up in the Northeast or so, California. And, yeah. Then I would be a good person. Like, like no, the rest you of probably you. wouldn't. You probably yeah. would be just as awful. In fact, you got caught doing this thing, but I wonder what you're doing now. It's it was probably- also strange to me just that he is kind of a nobody. So why does anyone care know, what right? he is doing in his private Instagram DMs? Like but some of these posts have like eleven. A, a lot of these posts have like eleven, twelve thousand. Yeah, but likes like Twitter like, isn't real. It's not mm-hmm. real. The engagement isn't real, and the anger isn't real. It's all disingenuous or bots so it says certain individuals have said everybody has their faults many individuals don't perceive theirs and some have said all joking aside you're not sorry for being bigoted you're sorry on the grounds that you got found out now here's my problem with that whenever somebody says something like that say you've said something awful in your life right are you supposed to just and you think you said something on june 23rd 1995 and you're thinking about it like 10 years later it's now june 23rd 2005 you're like you know what I've changed. I should really address that thing that I said 10 years ago. Just so people know that I'm not saying it because I got caught. I'm saying it because I've actually changed. When does that actually work out? Nobody actually does that. 
Yeah, yeah, that's why he said, like, I've been thinking about coming forward with this for a long time. But I no, he's been thinking about how he's going to get caught for but a long also, time. I right. But that's what happens. I wasn't going to come forward and draw attention to this thing because on the off chance you guys never found out. I didn't yeah. want to already out myself this way. Like, it's a weird standard that I think the internet makes us... Uh, comply to which is it all like, resurfaces it mm-hmm. all resurfaces and we are creating these weird archives and the internet is forever i don't know how to say that enough like don't say things on any online platform at any time no matter how encrypted you think it is that you do not think you would be willing to answer for in a deposition but at the same time like why would we expect every teenager to have impeccable behavior on the internet I, like i said it's i really really not of like the importance that anyone is is claiming i really no i totally agree i i believe like he really could have changed he really could have been like oh wait i don't really like the way that you know whatever yep. reckoning he came to i believe that's real but again what he learned was where i grew up was bad and they taught me to be racist which i yep. think is a very um blanched way of addressing what's actually going on and Agreed. also what probably was attention seeking behavior as a teenager surprise surprise he's an actor now so yep. you know seems like he didn't heal from whatever was going on there yep. fortunately it seems like he's gotten some positive feedback under that tweet yeah so but at the same time like i don't really feel bad for him because it's a disingenuous apology yeah. and also even if it were a genuine apology you're unwise for bending the knee to these people anyway because well, they don't care about the issue at hand they just care about feeling like they can boss you around and feeling powerful online. and i assume that he like doing this movie <clears throat> doing these like movies where you're not gonna make money like he's probably in california right he's trying to be make it as an yeah. actor and so this getting a lot of attention could potentially be good for him new agents or whatever the actors are into but at the same time like maybe he feels like giving this big address to this thing now like we've cleared him and he could he's free to move forward with his hollywood which he does not career. realize that he will not be cleared and you will not be forgiven it will come back anytime like, something new comes out it doesn't matter like none of this is real mary is totally right twitter's not real hollywood's not real none of this is real i just think that like it would be more interesting if he had taken a more nuanced approach to this apology but instead he was like that's true i was raised in a conservative religious environment and that's taught me to be bad people yep. underestimate the power of just shutting up and ignoring yep uh there was a super chat there uh yes Vincent Serrano said, "Can I send you stickers at Bear Odd Fruit on Instagram?" Um, sure. I we don't have a PO box yeah, anymore, we don't. do we? I'm sure we'll figure that out eventually, though. Yep. So, but generally, you should do that. Yeah, yeah. We like stickers. All right, all right. We're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about Dave Chappelle. So yesterday we talked about what happened with. Uh, do you remember? Uh, I'm not sure if you were on one of the episodes. I, I get them all. They all run together. When you say the phrase, "Do you remember?" I immediately hear the 21st night of September. Do you know that song? No, I do I'll not. I'll play for you later. You guys all do. I just can't. Sing wait, it. wait. Oh, yeah, I know it. Okay. Well, I do not. You guys totally do. Anyways, I'm sorry. Were you talking about right. something? Yes. Okay. So it says Dave Chappelle decides against having name attached to high school theater after backlash. Do you remember uh, a while ago? See, did again. He he basically they, he said that uh, there was backlash at his school when he went to give uh, at like a, a fundraiser, mm-hmm. and they were uh, it was right after the closer had come out, and people were very mad that he, he did had, a Q and A, and students lined up and were like, "How could you say those things?" And yes. this is a majority black high school, and he was like. 
because I'm a comedian. Yes. And, and what happened was basically he said to them, he said, uh, if you feel that uh, when they when they made the announcement that they were going to donate, that they were going to name the new theater at the school after him, he said, look, uh, as a way of kind of making it uh, even keel, he says, look, if you feel that uh, naming it after me is a good thing, donate in, in my name and say so. If you feel that naming it after me is an abhorrent idea and you shouldn't, donate to the school and say that they shouldn't. As a former fundraiser, I was actually all on board with this because yeah. it's like his whole point was actually I'm doing this to help the school, the school. to bring yeah. resources. So if you're annoyed, because it's really easy, especially with like school, like alumni uh, situations for them to be like, I don't like that you're doing it that way and bad, bad, bad. And I do agree that like if, you know, you went to an institution, a college, a private high school that is really not representing your values, probably don't put your money there. On the, uh, At the same time, I appreciated that he was like, at least I'm doing something. And so if you would also like for this to not happen, you should also do something. Exactly. And the school said, and they, they did this and the school decided they were going to name the, the, the building after him. It was going to be the, the Dave Chappelle auditorium. Yeah. Right? I Dave initially Theater, thought I that this was kind of a genius PR decision, whoever made it, but, now that he's walked it back in this way. I don't know why. I'm, what did he walk back? So how did he so, walk it back? Okay, so here so it says, Dave Chabelle has decided against having his name attached to a new performing arts theater at his old high school following student backlash to his controversial Netflix comedy special, The Closer. The Washington Post, the Washington Post reported that Chappelle made the announcement at the theater dedication ceremony Monday night at the Duke Ellington School of the Arts in Washington, D.C. The event had been delayed since November after students uh, at the school had criticized the comedian for The Closer, which featured a number of jokes which they widely criticize as transphobic because they literally believe that any joke at their expense any joke at anybody's expense well, is it's, a, it's is not a even that it's that they're teenagers and if one yeah. group drums up uh controversy over something then everyone's gonna join in because they haven't developed independent thought yeah yet. and they know like when you are like the psychological time during like 12 to 18 is like finding your place in society and consensus building and figuring out the mm -hmm. group environment you're in like that's actually very normal and like healthy behavior in a lot of ways it's just that like we have a lot of unhealthy values that are being promoted to them like i want to look at all the teens in america and be like are you okay because i feel like you guys are not okay like things are just so strange for them they are the most uh we talked about this like they they were not alive in a time basically without social media Mm -hmm. Not just the internet, but like social media. That has dominated their lives. It mm -hmm. governs the way they've learned to socialize. It governs the way that they have learned to take in information. Like, things I think anger is like them. a motivating factor and like principal emotion for a lot of these kids. And if they can feel like they belong by being angry about the same thing at the same time, then they'll join in. They and love the I concept think, of indignancy. Yeah. And Dave Chappelle... We see that he is the type of comedian that gets a rise out of people and he enjoys that, but he also understands that these are children and they don't have critical thoughts. So he was like, okay, adults, adults in the room, put your money where your mouth is. He goes on here. He says, at the dedication ceremony, Chappelle uh, directly broached the rift between him and the student body, making it clear that he was hurt by the backlash. According to the HuffPo editor, Philip Lewis, Chappelle said, no matter what they say about The Closer, it's still one of the most watched specials on Netflix, adding that it was a masterpiece. Lewis uh, wrote that Chappelle described himself as maybe a once-in-a-lifetime talent. Speaking to the student backlash, Chappelle said, and this is the part that I found the most interesting, 
uh, he said, these kids don't, didn't understand that they were the instruments of artistic, ex- uh, of artistic oppression, well, which is it? kind of fascinating when you think that he decided to change the name of the school to the Theater for Artistic Freedoms and Expression, which is the most generic, bland... That's fr- also too long. It won't matter. Make it, it punchier. If it was his, his name carries a weight and a, a train of thought attached to it. And a story. And a story that will immediately bring rise to the idea of combating uh, you know, the narrative and staying true to what you want to talk about right. even when everyone tells you that you shouldn't. It makes me wonder if there's like behind the scenes pressure, right? So that, like, yeah, if I don't they know have if that's another what this donor is. who's like, this other donor is going to stop funding this thing if we name it after you. That, well, that's so what I'm saying. See, now like, you're going to be screwing over all these kids who won't get blah, blah, blah thing they're funding. But he doesn't because he's actually a person with integrity. Yeah, he yeah. wants to fund this theater. Like, yeah. He wants to make this donation and do whatever. I mean, I do think that for a lot of people who are like just naturally altruistic, like it actually isn't about having your name on a building. That is a perk. And like that can be like an incentive for some people to make the larger donations, especially at schools. But um, I I think... I, it seems like there's more at play here. I don't. I don't feel like he just like decided one day for it to not be the Chappelle Theater. That may come out later that there oh. was behind the scenes stuff. But it says he added that the more I, the more you say I can't say something, the more urgent it is for me to say it. That's why his name being attached to this is far more uh, impactful than the concept of the theater for artistic freedom and expression, which nobody will remember. Right. The everyone can. Uh, stand behind the vague idea of artistic freedom and free expression but then when it comes to actually defending those things in practice it's not as easy in practice that person who's freely expressing themselves has a name and i think it should have been his on the theater i think i'll go one step further to say that often free expression or like artistic freedom is a euphemism for like more progressive ideology exactly in culture. exactly and in some ways i would have liked to see um a newer more interesting you know euphemism there or at least something that was actually about freedom and expression uh like what if you named it the first amendment theater that would have been hilarious yeah um but i think in some ways that makes Again, like I'm just developing this based on my own. So, what do you personal. what do you think? What do you think it was? Do you think it was a donor? Do you think? I a- think okay. Again, this is just like two prefaces. My own personal theory, based having having worked in educational and political fundraising, uh, I feel like there is something else at play here. I think probably either there's um, outrage from parents and students who are like, "We will not use that theater." Like, if you name it after Dave Chappelle, because they're ungrateful, mm-hmm. and or there is another donor to the school, and it's hard to imagine that the school has another major donor because Dave Chappelle is, you know, fantastically successful, so he's probably contributing a significant yeah. amount. But theoretically, there's another donor who is like, "I do not want it to be the Dave Chappelle Theater, and I will pull my funding for scholarships or something it's else." It's wild to me that people can be that immature and. Like donations pissy. are how people not everyone and i think dave Chappelle falls in this other category but often with privately funded institutions or anything mm-hmm. you know donations are how people buy influence so someone there could be yeah. like that's I, how their kid gets i in fund later. 500 scholarships to the school so you're gonna let my kid in you're right? not gonna name yeah. it after dave Chappelle, and i'm not gonna add you know whatever it the tricky yeah. part is I mean, just that takes away the even the pretense that you're giving money to this institution for the students attending it. Yeah, bas- you're, att- you're you're doing it for you. Well, they're doing it to have say. Like in their mind, I will uh, will say that like some people feel like 
I know what's best for this place and I deserve to have, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. going to work there, but I, I, I have strong values and I believe in it and they have to do it my way. I have a question. That's not true for all donors. I don't want to bash don- donating to causes you believe in, but like often, you know, someone who is donating several million dollars does get to say like, oh, I'm not giving money unless you do this. You know, you have to honor donor requests when you take uh, donations. Does anybody know who Duke Ellington was? Was he a jazz musician? A uh, blues musician? It's a name it's, that like sounds It sounds very familiar. familiar. I will Google it for so, you. So uh, to me, uh, I would love, love to see Chappelle follow through. I just don't think that right now we're going to be able to see that given the fact that he just, if, no, if he won't stand up for it, who will? Duke Ellington is an American composer, pianist, and lead jazz orchestra from the 1923 through the rest of his life. Born in Washington, D.C. He was raised in New York. Da, 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 da. So, uh, Mary, is this the type of thing where you believe that Dave Chappelle is in the wrong? He should have kept his name on the... Yeah, I can't help but think it was a cowardly move because, like... Or he wasn't given a choice. Well, well you had to have foreseen that that type of politics yeah. would enter into the the conflict like you have to be able to stand your ground and i know that he he does have like genuine care for for the students because otherwise he would just be trolling like he always does makes me think of remember when uh, papa john had the whole like his whole hometown had the the thing and they renamed the building uh, he had like a whole football field named mm-hmm. after him and that they, they changed the name on that mm-hmm. uh, after the incidents with him and he, he just kind of had to let it because ha- he can't do anything about that. No, I think it's really hard. I mean, I will say that maybe, again, if my completely made up theory based on just what I'm reading in this story is true, that there's something else at play and there was a reason that they couldn't put his name on it or they were really feeling pressured not to and he was like, look, I still want to make this donation but I still want to pick the name of the theater. I think he could have picked a better name. I would have liked the First Amendment Theater. This one seems That's like a, a little bit That's a fantastic lackluster. name, actually. That would have been a great name. Dave Chappelle, name. contact me for all your next <laughs> uh, naming opportunities. We can talk about it. That is a fantastic name. But you know what I mean? Like artistic freedom and expression. I get that's what he's into, but let's think about how that term is used culturally So right generic. Now. So generic to me. There's a super chat there, Mary. Mm-hmm. Waffles Sensei, the okay. beloved and empirical said as one of the five real humans on the internet making a person donate money with their critique is a great way to filter out the humans and the bots and if it's a bot giving you money that's still a win yep. well he didn't want it wasn't about him winning he wanted the school to win either way yeah that's what was like the most interesting thing like it the fact that he is still naming the he he could have been like fine you guys don't like me i'm not donating anymore right he could withdraw mm-hmm. his donation and then it would look like backwards mean comedian like maybe he did feel trapped but like he is following through. He encouraged others to donate. Like, I think by the end of this, he'll still have raised more money to, for the school than probably a lot yep. of their other years combined. Yep. You know what I mean? I think this is, he's the biggest alumna they had. Uh, so we'll, we'll see where that goes. Uh, are you ready to talk about J-Lo? Mary. Yeah, let's do well, it, I, I know. Guess. I didn't want to do this. Uh, we're going to do it anyways. <laughs> uh, we got this, I got this me- a message sent to me with this story yesterday. Unfortunately, I had already seen it. And all I responded when somebody sent this to me was, Sigh. So it, it says like openly wins. Yes. Uh, folks are praising Jennifer Lopez for introducing her child using they them pronouns. Okay. It's interesting because this child is a twin and I don't think the other twin has been introduced. Exactly. The same way. The other um, t- so she had a boy girl twin. So this was her like biologically female child. Yeah. Most importantly, let's just talk about how Jennifer ooh, Lopez ooh. looks at the age of 50 something 
No? Yeah, no? yeah. Let's Sorry. talk about All that. Right. Good job, Brent. plastic surgery. Thank you. So it says, in a recent performance, Jennifer Lopez introduced her child, is that pronounced Emmy, I'm assuming? Yeah. Uh, using gender-neutral pronouns. Uh, as you're likely to, some, to be somewhat aware, J-Lo shares 14-year-old twins, Emmy and Max, with her ex, Mark Anthony. Emmy has also has actually joined Jennifer on stage in the past, duetting Limitless in her 2019 It's My Party tour and performing alongside their mom at the Super Bowl 2020. I can't believe I just had to... To, to do that uh, in a TikTok capturing her recent Blue Diamond Gala performance, J Lo began. Uh, the last time we performed together was in a big stadium like this. I asked them to sing with me all the time, but they won't. So this is a very special occasion. They're very, bu- very, very busy, booked and pricey. It costs me when they come out. I literally how thought many- she was going to introduce her ki- both kids. Also, I feel like she wrote this and was like, "Okay, how many times can I work in the they them yeah. pronouns?" I-, I thought she was going to introduce both kids. It says uh, she joked. By the way, the-, the point of this is because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna correlate this with Elon Musk and talk about this is the state of parenting now where you're literally held hostage by your own children like to i mean i'm not even sure that's the case maybe it's just like pressure from management pr of some kind to seem woke but she's like letting it encroach upon her family dynamic or maybe her kids are hooked on tiktok and the internet and have become convinced this is how they identify yep and she's like well i can't be a backwards arkansas homeschool mom i've got to be progressive so she's doing it it's, she continues, but they're they're worth every single penny because they're they literally does. Feel, I'm sorry, it does feel like it's she's trying to work so day into over the top. Yeah. It's like it's like when you get like a brand deal and they're like, if you can say her name like three times Nike, in the first thirty seconds when I'm wearing my Nike shoes and listening to a playlist for my Nike run and yeah it, yeah, yeah. So it says, uh, but I'm going to start this one over. Okay, it says, I just couldn't leave the house because I couldn't find my Dior handbag yes. and my Dior earrings and no. <laughs> but they're worth every. I had every, to get out the Dior. Sorry, they're worth every single penny because they're my favorite duet partner of all time so if you will indulge me JLo added before Emmy began singing Christina Perry's uh, A Thousand Years with a Bedazzled Rainbow Microphone Emmy further joined JLo the point home yes I mean uh, this is just kind of cringy yes, in it and is. of itself take but, out the pronouns thing so it says the, they is how Emmy identifies this was JLo sh- sharing that information it's a beautiful to see her supporting her child Oh, J-Lo respecting the pronouns I need to I need to work on Ugh. saying they with so much ease for my child that's ins- I'm going to rephrase that again. This is a comment. It says, I need to work on saying they with so much ease for my child. Why do we have to think that celebrities are their moral role models? The, the next hashtag is the best, though. Hashtag love my they. That doesn't seem real. That doesn't. How is that a real person? It, it does not seem it like a real thing. It seems crazy. Like. <laughs> I know a mom who. I know a religious <laughs> mom who homeschools her kids whose son suddenly decided that he was going to go by some kind of weird name it's not like inappropriate it's just like unusual right and this mom you know he's a super normal like his his name's john he's named after like his uncle or something and he is like no i want to go by this name again it's not inappropriate i just want to say it on the internet and this mom is like totally there like it has a weird spelling she's like no problem like if this is what they want and i understand that that Mm -hmm. like she's like if that's if it's not gonna harm him it's not gonna kill me do this but like with the gender stuff i feel like they think that's what they're doing. They're honoring some weird personality quirk that their mm-hmm. kid has. And really it's like telling them that. And again, I know the internet will hate me for this, but I feel like they're really just telling their kids that like the discomfort that they feel within themselves and the, the, the sense of like their identity. And I mean, they in the plural, not in the weird way uh, is feel so out of like whack. 
is real like they're affirming it, whatever stress these children are going through rather in than a very strange way it. it's not being supportive like by being like you want to go by the nickname lucky no problem sounds good it's like affirming yeah. something much more complex and like i understand that you want to stand by your children but like i think as a culture we need to reevaluate what yeah loving I, are they means you know i think I mean? it's evident that a lot of kids are gravitating to this out of peer pressure out of some Trendy. way to express the like discomfort that they have in themselves which is a natural part of being a being teenager. that age yep. being an adolescent yep. and to have that met with not just the affirmation from your your parent but also affirmation from thousands of people like hundreds of thousands of people watching on the internet for this the, is like not an ordinary situation. It's a dopamine hit. It's a dopamine hit for you all right there. Okay. It's a dopamine <laughs> hit for every for every time that they have to to do something like this and they get a thousand people talking about it in the comment section. Mm -hmm. uh, affirming thing you're so brave you're so this you're and so like that. this 14 year old has a phone like yeah. this 14 year old also gets to sing on stage with their like pop icon mom. yeah like, that's not an ordinary situation but it's influencing a lot of people in ordinary families which is not okay so it's now not normal so now let's look at the opposite side of this and this is what happens if you do not bend to the will of of what uh, postmodernists are doing to the world right now yeah. uh elon musk's daughter files to change last name no longer wants to be related to him my first question is do you want to be related to his money i really want to know if, if I, I, I really want to know whether the, it's none of my business i know but i really want to know if if um i want to uh, know who's funding the former xavier alexander musk's lawyer because yeah they this child filed paperwork because this child is now 18 i'm gonna avoid pronouns as much as i can because yep. like i don't want to i don't want to go against my own beliefs but i also don't want to seem you know outwardly rude on the internet they file this person this child file filed paperwork for a legal name change and to have the sex or gender marker on their, on their birth certificate changed from male to female yep it's, so it says, in the doc, she said that she wants to be recognized as female, but the name change isn't just about her transitioning. There's clearly a rift with dear old dad. Vivian lists her reason for the name change as gender identity and the fact that I no longer live with or wish to be related to my biological father in any way, shape, or form. And the 18-year-old uh, is taking the mother's last name, Wilson. Yes. So uh, this is all because Elon Musk had the, the uh, of all his tweets, he says, uh, I absolutely support trans, but all these pronouns are an aesthetic nightmare. As, as we've yeah, heard this, me I thousands remember. of times when I have had to talk about Ezra Miller or various people and I screw up the pronouns all the time and I go out of my way to continuously try to be respectful and still screw it up. I only just recently gave up on respecting Ezra Miller's pronouns because if he can't even respect other people's physical space, uh, space I'm not going to respect his pronouns. Sorry. Well, when... I remember when Elon originally tweeted this pronoun suck tweet. Mm. I think he was still with Grimes and Grimes replied to it. And it was like a public exchange where they were like getting into an argument. And she was like, I know this isn't your heart. Or yeah, like, like something like that. so bigoted. Please stop. And it was like, dude, he's literally in your house. Is he not? Yep. I, I don't know. But that that's just like crazy. It was a weird exchange where he seemed... He seemed to be like well-meaning, but not like having his point understood. I don't know. I'm okay with he if he's against you know the crazy pronoun debate in the world. Like we don't all have to agree with it just because 
it's difficult and there's a fear of like having a backlash. Uh, I know you have this link open. I'm going to just jump ahead and say he made some comments about how wondering if like TikTok is destroying civilization. I, I think took it was, I took that one out. And it was, uh, we, we were going to talk about that. Like okay. basically the idea here is that he was saying that it's giving people really, really bad ADD uh, and inability giving to people focus. a lot of I think yeah. problems. I like think women are developing ticks, right? That was yeah. like a big thing. I think one of the things is, you know, he, the he has 18 year old a set of 18 year old twins and a set of like I think 16 year old triplets and I wonder if they're all on TikTok and getting like a lot of influence from that I Mm -hmm. think there is a link to social media and uh, by TikTok gender dysphoria and I wonder those comments were two days ago and so it makes me wonder if like these happen to be coming right when this legal battle I mean this is obviously something that's been happening at home for a long time. Yep. This is, we're learning about it now. He's always been private about his children, but like this is clearly not something that he just, mm-hmm. you know, if you have a lawyer involved, you know, so it wasn't says, aware of. Elon Musk's ex-wife backs daughter's last name change. Very no proud way. of you, she says. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Elon Musk, Musk's ex-wife is squarely in the corner of their daughter, saying she's proud of the 18-year-old amid her now public rift with her father. Maybe she shouldn't be proud. Maybe you should maybe push to do this in private, not in public. Justine Wilson, a novelist who was married to Musk from 2000 to 2008, weighed in on Vivian's legal filings to have her gender identity changed to female. Can you do that? Can you change your gender on your birth certificate? It depends yep. on the state. It does? And it okay. matters because in some states, uh, especially with all the like Save Women Sports Act, you they place athletes like at college or high school levels in sports that correlate with their gender on their birth certificate. So if you live in a state where you can't change your gender on your birth certificate, you can't like work around getting into a sport that you identify with in terms of your gender. Does that make sense? Yes. She tweeted a convo recently uh, she had with with one of her children while Vivian has a twin brother, Griffin. The timing makes it pretty clear that this chat was with Vivian. I had a weird childhood. My 18-year-old said to me, I can't believe I'm as normal-seeming as I am. I said, I'm very proud of you. I'm proud of myself. Justine says her 18-year-old said, yeah, okay, this is the Proud Mother tweet dropped right after the story broke about Vivian's desire to change her name to Vivian Jenna Wilson, which interest, uh, what's interesting about Justine's very public support is that Vivian's made it clear that she's got beef with Elon. Uh, in the doc, she says, I no longer live with or wish to support uh, or wish to be related to my biological father in any way, shape, or form. I need to know, is she being supported financially? I need to know. Well, the so Elon Musk for years was paying alimony to... Uh, this his Mm ex-wife and presumably they well some of the kids are still under 18 yeah this is not convoluted but like vivian slash xavier could be using money that comes through their mom that's what i'm saying to fund this but are you would argue that we don't know if some of that money isn't coming from elon ultimately because he pays alimony i'm sure he's very much paying for his own dismissal from his family it's like when people get divorced and like the you know, whichever spouse is making more money ends up covering both yep. sides of the legal bills. You're like, what? what's happening here? It's a sad situation, and it, it's reminding me of um, Denise Richardson and Charlie mm-hmm. Sheen again, yep. where it's not just the ordinary dynamic that happens between divorced couples where uh, their kid is a pawn, um, but it's in a very public mm-hmm. context mm-hmm. where one of them is trying to seem like the good guy in uh in the public eye rather than actually looking out for the interests of their child i'm always just surprised that any of this would be done in public anyways like i, I mean just... i think this filing was like a month old and it just became yeah. public okay so there's a certain extent of like it sounds like there was some like 
you know, some court documents are sealed to a certain extent uh, or things like that. I mean, Elon Musk never released a statement. Was like, look, guys, you're going to hear you're going to hear something on the news tomorrow. Right. Mm -hmm. He didn't like come out ahead of it. Neither did the mom. Mm -hmm. The mom didn't say like happy pride to Vivian. Like in the beginning of June, they are waiting mm -hmm. for this story to break. They knew it would probably come out, but it doesn't seem like they pushed it out. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yep. Do you want to move on and talk about Billie Eilish and the very, very uh, random pro family story for the first time in like forever? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily frame it as like pro family, but it's not anti it's not anti-family exactly if that's I like, feel like it was kind of a realistic take so it's a, yeah. it says billy eilish and i want to talk about the comments which are my favorite part to me me and mary are very uh we talk a lot about like who has the best and worst comment sections yeah, the on yahoo the commenters are gen generally based and then the daily mail commenters today were quite the, low iq the first one is my favorite but we'll get there so it says billy eilish has declared that she would rather die than not become a mother in the future uh at least she didn't say but i only want to have kids via surrogacy because i don't want to ruin my body she didn't say that so that's good yeah. says, uh, the 20 year old pop star explained that she always wanted to have children and that becoming a parent was one of her main goals in life during an interview with sunday times magazine the performer did admit however that she also dreads it and will feel anxious about protecting your kids as they grow up i mean that, i mean i'm assuming that's pretty normal right every parent uh, you never feel really ready until you actually have the kids uh, Eilish stated that uh, during the sit down I would rather die than not have kids I need them the, ba the bad Ugh. guy singer went on to express that she was concerned about the potential shortcomings that her future children would experience this is when you know it's going to get virtue signally uh, the, the older I get the more I experience things I just think ugh what, what am I going to do when my kids think that this is the right thing to do and I'm like no it's not and they won't listen to me she said well I, she's kind of that way too like, right like I'm sure a lot of people have, adults tell her that something's the right thing to do and then they just they're like no you're wrong because every kid thinks they're right about everything mm -hmm. well no I think Billie Eilish is like uniquely lacking parental guidance and support yeah. because her parents have always been part of this industry. So it says, I, yeah, Eilish was homeschooled as a child along with her brother and frequent collaborator Phineas and graduated at 15. She goes down, she talks about school shootings, uh, of course. Uh, she says... They uh, just always love to, like, siphon these answers out of her, do, don't they? Virtue signal. Maybe she doesn't bring these subjects up as much as they are baited. Oh, I'm sure. In interviews. I think um, she's probably really comfortable in interviews because she be, she's been interviewed for mm -hmm. so long. Like, she's used to that format. If you were to sit down for an interview, it would be not normal for you, I assume. Like, you're not interviewed that often for, like, press. Uh, me too. Probably Brett as well. I What I find... Okay. Yes, she goes immediately into, like, school shootings. That she confessed that she's horrified by the fear of school shootings. She adds, why is it okay to be scared to go to school? You go to school and be prepared for a life-changing traumatic experience or dying. What? Who? Where's the logic there? She recently opened up about her struggle with life in the spotlight, admitting that she'd become depressed despite enjoying huge success after releasing her debut album, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? I love the idea that like so many, like, they're skipping the happy stage now. They're just going right to sad and depressed before like a lot of people, they get famous and then the fame kind of wears thin and then they're like you know what does it all mean I, mm -hmm. i'm depressed now they're just they get famous and they're instantly just like i'm sad yeah she didn't even have like the high phase of fame nope she just went straight to straight to depression what i think is interesting about this are like this interview is like she is like no no i do really want kids i want kids and it's yeah. unusual to hear young professionals especially like 17 child 
star kind of age like let's say 17 to 23 talk about that at all or you know we have veered into a culture where you're not supposed to ask about it ever because we shouldn't expect women to have children kind of thing Mm -hmm. um and i think her response of like but it is it makes me nervous like yes i don't know that like i share her fear about sending kids to school with like mass shootings and stuff like that like that's not something to worry about but i do think it is very normal to worry about like what is the world going to be like when you bring when you have children and are you going to be able to successfully navigate it for them i think that parenthood is like something that we don't talk about openly enough because we don't like family enough in our culture it's like some parts of culture do and parts of Portugal don't but when you don't talk about things they become more fearful right like we don't talk about like yeah it's super normal to want kids and also be nervous about the life you're going to provide them or like the conversations you're going to have to have with them is family dinner still a thing I grew up always having family dinner like it was in my house I'm I'm asking like is this still a thing but I know that like it really depends on the family right I'm sure if you actually went to collect that information like do people still do that as often as they did in like the 2000s and the 90s 80s if you go back I bet it's been decreasing yeah Mm -hmm. I think so too I mean I also think that like even if it's not dinner like it's an intentional choice that I think parents have to make to have time that is, you know, away from screens with their kids. I knew like a family friend, um, I knew of this family where the dad worked nights and so they didn't have family dinners. They had family breakfasts. Like Mm -hmm. he would be asleep when they got home from school and then like kiss them goodbye and leave for work. And then they would go to bed and they'd wake up and he'd work his shift. And then he'd come home and at the end of his shift, they'd all sit down every single morning and have breakfast together. And then he would go to bed and his kids would go off to school because he wasn't, it, it wouldn't work for him to be there for dinner but it was like a choice for their family that like they needed time with their dad Seems important that's anchored right yeah um was family dinner big in in your it was for you it was something we did all the time my dad made it a really intentional choice but my dad also strate- so my dad is a widower and made the choice early on to not to, to work from home like this is when like internet was get, getting big and he could do it um because he wanted to be readily accessible to my brother and i growing yeah. up because we had lost a parent um and i know parent young parents now who struggle with this like their kids go to bed at 5 30 you know they're like toddlers they go to bed at like six or seven wait like, what yeah like a three-year-old they go to bed oh, okay i thought you meant like older kids he's like no. 17 he goes to bed at five well, and so they got- have they have this conversation where that's like, okay, if our three-year-old's going to go to bed, like, when does when is it important to start doing this? When is it important to start having family dinner together? Because your three-year-old is aware of you and they understand one-on-one time, yep. but they're little. Do you want to eat dinner at 5.30 every night? Like, maybe We not. did in my house. We ate dinner at 5. Oh, yeah. That's well, so early. That's so American. Yep. Yeah. But, like, if that's, like, what it takes to keep your, like, to have that moment, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, but we're talking about the ordinary person's experience and you can't compare it to no. someone who is a child star. Her, uh, well, I'm saying, but if she wants to, if she values motherhood, then she needs to be able to what? But like, I, well, I don't think she necessarily values motherhood as much as she is lonely. I think she is a child star yeah. who is alienated from her parents because they seem like, mm, like momager types and then she's like basically a business partner with her brother yeah uh she said she needs children she didn't say i want children i want children she like i need them i'd rather die than not have them it's like a little scary to make comments like that and it speaks to just her being an isolated person overall because of her line of work I think there's some hyperbole in like the intensity of what she said, but I, I mean, like she's what twenty, 
I knew when I was 20 that I wanted to have kids. I knew I would be really sad if I like never had the chance to have them. I don't think I was like sitting there being like, I will literally die if I don't have them. I don't think I would have said need, right? But like it was something that I think I was extremely aware of and like it wasn't something I would lie to myself about. I think that like it's unusual to hear it she feels like, oh, it's it's so desperate, this need, like, probably because people in her industry don't talk about it. Like, well, it's extremely normal to want to grow up and have children. I think the sense of dread and terror that she's expressing, whether it's hyperbolic or not, is just coming from a place that, like, as a child star, you're presented a much more grim version of the world than maybe reality. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to bring a child into that yeah. because you weren't protected well i would say too like i'm for homeschooling i think you were homeschooled right like no i wasn't okay she's homeschooled and theoretically like gun violence wasn't on her mind when she was going to school i mean if she did attend public school or private school for a while like i don't think like i grew up and like we did have active shooter drills and stuff and like yeah they're serious and like they're like it's a reality that this could happen thank you but like I don't live in abject terror of them. There are things that I'm way more afraid of, right? I think that there's there's sort of a disconnect between understanding what children are really experiencing in reality versus like what you'll actually face as a challenge as a parent. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just think she, like Billie Eilish might have an amplified sense of like danger in the world because she's constantly surrounded by security detail Mm -hmm. because people probably charge at her try to touch her inappropriately yeah have sexualized her from a young age her her parents um i wouldn't trust our anything more than like managers to her now yeah i would be more interested if she had said something like you know instead of the mass shooting thing which seems like a talking point that comes at the right time if she had said like I'm afraid of raising children because I'm extremely famous and I want them to live a life where they have, you know, a sense of privacy. And I don't know that I can give that to them. That would have been like a really nuanced comment. But But she's just not a very nuanced person. Well, I also think that it's like... She's baited into giving these like sound bites. Well, no one's talking to her about it, I bet. No one is saying like, do you feel like if you could turn back the clock and be more private, you would do it. Like, who's uh, Sia, the, like, songwriter who always wears a wig, or I don't know if she does anymore. Yeah, she doesn't do that anymore, but, but at first, while, that was her motivation. She wanted She privacy. said, like, she wanted to, like, be able to go to Target without her makeup on and not be mm-hmm. mobbed. Like, if we raise teen pop stars without revealing their identity, right? Like, mm-hmm. would they be as successful? And, like, would it be worth trading off some of the fame for... Uh, the chance to make the decision later to control the way your privacy is dismantled. So there's a couple of comments here that I thought were very funny uh, in a very depressing sort of way. This comment says, do the world a favor and don't have kids a very selfish act to bring life into this shit show of a, of a planet. I know people so who thank really you. believe that. Uh, thank you for that person. They fundamentally will tell mm-hmm. you that like you are destroying the world by mm-hmm. having children. And I think that is such a strange thing to believe. This other one says that that's not a great, that's a great deal of emotional baggage to put on your future kids. Not very healthy. Do you agree with that? That what she's doing is what? somehow bag. Like, I guess they're saying like, because she's saying if I can't have kids, like one of the comments that's clearly got deleted from here says it was like, it's like, so what are you going to do if you, what is she going to do if she can't have kids commit suicide and Look, there's like there's not a people world are so stupid people are very dumb like, people has, are very dumb she's so much money there's like not a if kylie jenner can be essentially a single mom at 21 like if billy eilish wants to have a kid tomorrow i'm sure she could handle it but like i don't think she I could don't think emotionally that's, like psychologically handle it but right. she sure could get somebody but to babysit there's for also her. a ton of parents who are not 
emotionally ready to be parents when they become parents and they grow up or you know in her case maybe she just pays to see a trusted counselor or she you know does whatever like Mm, you can be a good parent even if you are slightly immature when you literally conceive or have a child like you just have to be committed to being a good parent ready for want 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 except for it's reverse want 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 What's yeah, it? it's not um, really womp womp womp, is it? Womp womp And does womp, the womp womp have to be about Amber Heard? No. Say womp no. womp womp in reverse, though. Womp womp womp. I, I'm not going to do it in reverse. I can't do it in reverse. Mouth. Uh, uh, womp womp. Yeah, yeah. So basically, it's, it's like, you know, there, there's, a, there's a wrestling podcast today I love that has a thing called Sad Tweet, which is when somebody has a very dejected and depressed, depressing okay. tweet for the week. This is like, we have Thank like a, our own weird version of this. And this is oh, kind of a... Oh, she is so pretty. The, this is a, a reverse story of that. And that's for... Uh, it's, a, it's a positive story about Amber Heard. So... It says Amber Heard found to have the most beautiful face in the world in the world according to science. Remember, the science tells you. They do you this, this every once in a while. They put out like a most be- a sketch of like the most beautiful person. So according to, I, I think what what did we say we're going to call Did she pay it? for this also? Are we going to call this science here? Yeah, it's it, well I was thinking it's like the opposite of bro science. It's cis science, <laughs> right? So, so it says uh, in news that won't please Johnny Depp fans, a scientist has found that Amber Heard has been proven to have the most beautiful face in the world. A scientist she paid for? Uh maybe. In a, like, in a study funded by Amber Heard, Amber Heard finds But that. does she keep the most beautiful bed in the world, we ask you. Mm. Uh, as reported by Unilad, Dr. Uh, Julian De Silva uh, from the Center uh, for Advanced Facial Cosmetic and Plastic Surgery in London used face mapping techniques to discover who has the most beautiful face in the world. De Silva wow. conducted his research. He, conduct, he conducted this research back in 2016. Oh, so does Amber Heard, does like 28 year old Amber Heard have the most beautiful face in the world, but 30. TJ Maxx. She's 36 huh? right now. Yeah, so she so been, she's probably peaked. Okay. Just kidding. She well, hit, she like, hit the wall, honesty, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, in all honesty, yeah, she probably has peaked. Yes. So he, he conducted his research back in 2016 and used the Greek golden ratio. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, whatever they talk about. Uh, uh, the beauty of 1.618, otherwise known as, uh, uh, what's that called? Fee? Is that fee? Yeah. Uh, the ratio determines what is deemed to be the, the perfect proportion of facial features. Yeah. They, they, you can, like, look at, they, they, there's, like, studies online that show you, like, celebrities have, like, abnormally symmetrical faces. Which is why so many of them have doppelgangers in the same industry. Yeah. Um, but do you, I just... I have to ask, do you think you could superimpose the golden ratio over the the poop that was in the yes, bed and get poop. like the perfect swirl shape? Um, um, my guess is yes. She could do that, but we'd have to pay someone. Uh, do and we then have you put like high covers, definition pictures of it? And then do you put the covers back over it? after doing so to make sure that nobody finds it. <laughs> um, I also want to know if, if this uh, checks dogs that have stepped on bees. We're very immature yes. people. Uh, going by this theory, Heard scored by an impressive 91.85% speaking to US uh, Us Weekly at the time. De Silva said, the Greeks discovered that the ratio occurs everywhere in nature and for thousands of years it has been thought to hold the secret formula for the world's most beautiful faces. <laughs> so is this like why like, uh, like when people are like casted, like they don't know why you're drawn to them. And they also say that people that are attractive are inherently more trusted than yeah, other people. Yeah. So is does that mean that Johnny Depp has like a super golden ratio face and that's why he won the trial? Well, did they include men in this study? I have no Maybe idea. they directly yeah. compared Amber Heard and yeah. Johnny Depp and were like, no. Johnny Depp is like certainly well past his prime. Yes. 
So I I don't think that's why he won. So it says, <laughs> using the same techniques, De Silva also discovered that Kim Kardashian has the best eyebrows. Scarlett Johansson had the best oh. eyes. And Emily, I can never pronounce Radikowski. her last name. Radikowski had the most perfect lips. So this creep just like being like, look at all these pretty women. That's interesting. He's like, these are very got, attractive women. I can tell if you I, who's the best looking. Let me up, look at their pictures all day long. I, wrap it up I thought Radishkowski had lip injections. So well, that, that, then he's saying and that's just Kim a Kardashian has probably got work done on her eyebrows. Well, yeah, we can buy perfection. Apparently, this yeah. guy's literally a plastic. He works for a plastic surgery institute, so that's perfectly in line with what he's and trying to it sell. It turns you. out that he has done all of this. Like he's like Amber <laughs> Heard is his number one client, and he's like, turns out that she's the best looking woman in the world. Come well, on if, in, ladies. If you want to look like Amber Heard, then you know who to call. Exactly. So, uh, would either of you want to look like Amber Heard? That is the question. I mean, maybe. Yeah, Maybe she's I'll, always. We I'll never denied that man. she's beautiful. No, right? she's a beautiful woman. But she just seems like there's a lot of other stuff going on. I don't know that what? I would take the other. Uh, I psychological do think stuff. like being a bad person can make you less good looking. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, but and it's not. Good. It's not like something where if you're like a supermodel to start with, yeah. then you end up ugly. Yeah. It's like slight changes, I think. Also, like. Probably when those slight changes occur, she just is like, hey, Dr. Silva, let's let's mm -hmm. fix that up. We've got some changes I'm that so need to be made. I'm so cynical about it. I mean, like, if you have plastic <laughs> surgery, that's cool. But, like, it's so hard for me to look at anyone who's in any kind of professional industry where you have to look good and yeah. be like, it's not natural. Yeah. Well, that's just a, like, there's, like, the, what is it? Like, TMZ has a series that's, like, old, it's older people. It's, like, good genes are good docs. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm watching a show called The Old Man right now. It's got Amy Brenneman, who was in Heat in 1995, and she doesn't look that much different than she does. I mean, she does, mm -hmm. but she still very much uh, looks um, of the same caliber that she Tom did back Cruise. in that time. Tom Cruise. Val Kilmer has gray hair, and Tom uh, Cruise suspiciously does not. Adrenochrome. That's what it is. It's <laughs> adrenochrome. Uh, there were super chats. Unavailable ID name says I was hoping. Mary, sorry, Mary has a Sarafetch gets skewered on one of her. Don't expose nails. me. I love it. I think it's like more hardcore. Okay, he says I was hoping Dana would be on to talk about the new Dragon Age show. I'm interested in hearing about it from you guys. Is fantasy the new pop culture? I have a hard time with that wow. one because I, I struggle. Have Dave and have me. Thanks, comments. I no, struggle with almost all fantasy shows because of the linguistics of it. Uh, I, I had a really hard time with Game of Thrones. Uh, it has a hard time keeping my attention. Anything The Witcher did the same thing for me. But Dane will be on on Thursday this week, yeah. so it is possible that we could talk about you it then. Almost you almost lost your mind and forgot. You will have but to. I he did. will be on on Thursday. Earlier, I was like, "Did I get somebody for Thursday?" Yeah, I kind of lost my mind. <laughs> so you will have to panic eyes and breaths. <laughs> Brett got really used to us all being in a routine, and now he's got like an abundance of guests who want to be on the show. Yeah, so, so we're just too popular. It's, you will have that's to. Honestly, so hard. Like, it's honestly like a credit to both of you. You guys have worked so hard, and like I've now everyone's gonna grow. shill for yep. the show. Shill, yeah. shill, shill. Uh, so <laughs> tune in on Thursday, and perhaps we will end up talking about it then. Right. A waffle sensei, the beloved and empirical, said, "Is Hannah Claire saying that all child stars should basically be Hannah Montana?" Is that what you're saying? I don't. I don't. I, I don't, don't understand that reference. Know what the point? So probably was. not saying that. I guess what he's. Is this Hannah Montana is the one that like what like has never a become an life? adult? No, no. She has like she's like goes to school during the week. And then like Oh like yeah. have a secret private life No that seems stressful for children What I was What I meant Ugh. by that was like If Billie Eilish had come out Like she did it to a certain degree With the way she wore her clothes Like she wore really baggy clothes And was like Look it's so you guys don't sexualize me Like I'm doing this on purpose Like I, I'm doing they this They still sexualize her They do it anyways Yeah But like it was her attempt to control How much of her body was How her body was depicted by the media Which I respected um, And to a certain extent Like maybe she just 
should should she should have just worn a mask too while she was at it and that way she could have you know she's probably not going to go to high school she's touring like crazy but like she could have gone to in and out with her friends and not been recognized you know what i mean mm-hmm. do we need to need it i mean she's very beautiful did we need her face out there before she was 18 to sell her music is her mm-hmm. music enough that's all i meant by it perfect all right i was actually going to bring up uh one other thing but i think we will save that we will save that for tomorrow uh so uh, hannah claire thank you so much for coming today hey thanks for having me it's a blast i feel like i've been here a little bit of all of those things which did you like talking about the most you know space daddy is such an interesting character i have to say that he like i just want to know what his philosophy on raising children is as you guys both know i currently believe that he fathered amber heard's child um and he was by all accounts a very devoted and involved dad with his first five so i'm very curious to see you know what co-parenting <laughs> the first five are always the hardest that's what i heard that's <laughs> co-parenting with grims is yep. going to be like and i read this report today that she was like oh yeah we have these two and we'll probably have three or four more but did not specify how that was going to happen very terrifying and i suspect yeah. you know he'll have more kids i mean i just find that story interesting and i think that again you know, Billie Eilish is scared of mass shootings. I am scared about how culture is going to talk to our children about gender. Absolutely. Elon's also interesting because he, he kind of rides the line of like culture and uh, the political. So yeah. uh, you have to kind and of figure out where he fits in Elon each discussion. Elon is a, an interesting guy. I think yeah. he has more people in his life than he knows what to do with. Yeah. He's, he's literally stretching he's really himself really building his own colony. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think that like, so he was like, oh yeah, I voted as a Republican. And it's like, that's cool, man. But like, do we even believe that any of those labels mean anything anymore? Nope. I think that like we get excited about him and he is a really interesting, smart guy. There's no denying it. But I also think that, you know, we have to remember that like n- there was always a behind the scenes going on and he has done a lot. And I respect this to protect his privacy and his children's privacy. So even when he's making public statements, like he's not, he's not Trump. Like he's not just, whipping out his phone and tweeting whatever comes to mind he's much more intentional with what information he reveals so i always find you know hearing but what's going on with sweet elon uh also i heard that his name is pronounced alon oh no, no. i've heard this and even inter- if it is no no it's not no i no. like elon a hard e for me yeah yep. i'm not yeah. i'm not Brad, what was your favorite thing we talked about uh today uh probably the 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 Emma, the Emma Thompson one, yeah. just because I find that to be a discussion that's, uh, I was, because I literally just the other day, there's, there's a, I, I've mentioned before, there's a great episode of House where they have to put Pruitt Taylor Vince in like a, he's not just fat, he's like, he, he's obese yes, in that episode. Yes, I know that episode. Uh, and I was watching that recently and I was like, but that actor is fantastic mm-hmm. and, you know, you, if, if they don't, that's a little bit different because he's like so large in that, that I just don't know how many actors there are of that size. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's a the time where it's like, you lose out on so much of if that actor does not get to portray that character in that role. So I have a problem with their concept behind the whole, you know, the way that they frame that argument. So yeah. Mary, what did you like talking about the most? Not going to lie. I did kind of get a kick out of Miles Morales saying hammer time. <laughs> <laughs> just because I'm not invested in this character. So it was just like random. We will, maybe we'll watch the fan film when it comes out and review it. That'd yeah, be kind of interesting. that would be hilarious. Yes. So. See if he says hammer time. Yeah. Hannah Claire, tell everyone where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Instagram at hannahclaire.b. You can find me on Gab at hannahclaireb. And you can find me, of course, on timcast.com. Click on the read tab. How many times have I said that the exact same way? I, you have to. Like I said, I switch up the social medias every once in a while to like train my brain. And I still screw it up. It's so. like brushing your teeth yep. in a different way. It's like you it's know? Very, it's like putting my glasses yep. down somewhere. They're yep. not in the exact same spot. They're lost forever. <laughs> 
Mary, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and WeChat at CloserKitty. And whenever I post articles on TimCast.com, I promote them there. Also, thank you to all the people that happen to be here who were like new subscribers last night yep. from IRL. Oh, that, yeah. I really appreciate it. That was what I was going to say. So, guys, if this is your first time tuning in, thank you so much for watching. We hope you will stick around for many more episodes after that. As Tim would then say, smash the like button, something like that. I say gently tap the <laughs> like button. That's fine. Respectfully. Yes. Uh, and if you want to follow me, it's on Instagram at Brett Dasovic. For the show, it is Monday through Friday right here on YouTube, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That is noon Pacific. Grab a Cali Burrito or, you know, Cart Tacos. Come watch the show with us. We appreciate it very much. And if you want to listen rather than watch, that is on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Pandora, all that great stuff. And we are on social media. We are on Twitter at PopCulture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok at PopCultureCrisis, and on Instagram at PopCultureCrisisPod. And we will be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.